This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 29.18 The Hebrew word poro means to perish. Poro was the word used in a biblical proverb where a woman's hair was left flow out of its covering or hairband, and unconstrained in the wind her hair is directionless and blown in all directions. I use this as an analogy to discuss how without something to aim for, people in organizations can be busy, but busy doing unconnected things. Marketing is no different. Without an overarching organizational purpose, it has nothing to anchor to. Marketing is meaning, so it needs a purpose to reflect. Today's focus is purpose marketing, and I'm joined by Chief Strategy Officer for Dentsu, Dave Winterlich, and founder of Foe, Aaron Chalk. Welcome to the show, guys. Good to be here. Welcome back, Aiden. Welcome to enter your new studio here in the Dentsu HQ. It sounds better than it probably is in reality, but hey, Dentsu Towers. Good. Exactly. I use that analogy about people being directionless when there's no purpose. We've talked about this off air earlier on, and many people are split in the camp about this, whether purpose is important or not. Some people think it's fluffy and it's crap, and other people think it's absolutely essential. Let's start off with what your view is, guys. It is. It's polarizing, and I think you're right. And even within the marketing community, there's a lot of authors and contributors to the marketing community that think that purpose is nonsense and that if you are a business, your purpose is to maximize shareholder value. And then there's other people that would say, no, purpose is really important. And I believe that purpose is important. Striving for something more than just maximizing profit is an important thing. That can't be everything it's all about. So I think it's really important. And that's what that's what people connect with internally in organization and externally with consumers. They do care about what's the difference. So all trainers are trainers and, you know, not a huge amount of difference in, in raw materials. But like, what does it say? What does it stand for? What does that company stand for? Quite a lot of the reasons why people trip themselves up is because it's not purpose per se that's a problem it's when purpose marketing comes in and i think that's sometimes where the issue arises because while it's fine to have a purpose like nike's is about making every athlete better and google's is about organizing the world's information that's fine but when we talk about purpose marketing quite a lot of what people then jump to is kind of social or cause marketing and i think that is where things start to go wrong really quickly and when you put yourself out there as a brand or as a company and say that we care about gender equality, I think when you make a stand on those things as a brand, while they may attract people, they also leave you widely open to cynicism. So that differentiator between purpose and purpose marketing is big for me. Yeah. Business without profit doesn't exist. So that has to be absolutely key. But there's an X factor here. And the X factor is what we're talking about. Aaron, what's your view? I think the opinion of it can either be fluff or it can be integral. I think they're both correct, depending on how purpose marketing is managed within a brand. We see when it permeates every part of a culture of an organization, then that brand becomes that purpose. And the marketing in that instance is just highlighting what their purpose is. It's just shining a light on it. So it feels authentic. It feels right. And that's purpose marketing done right. However, when it is, as Dave said, when it is bandwagging, when it's something that's on a calendar or a topical issue that comes up, that's when it feels fluffy, it feels weak, and it feels opportunistic. So treat it right. It can be a really powerful thing. I want to bring it back to organizational effectiveness. So people working within the organization, there's a thing called discretionary effort. And discretionary effort is that willingness of effort that we can put in. So if, we, if our bucket of effort is 100%, all you need to do to keep your job is 31%, right? Now, this is the person who at 
455 is like putting on the runners changing their runners going to the toilet on company time because they don't want to do that in their own time so this is the person totally disengaged but across the globe over 80 percent of people report to be disengaged in their businesses so let's start with that purpose because that's the purpose that drives people to come to work every day to feel that they're contributing to something greater than just company profit or shareholder value I think that that's a good point. It's well worn at this stage, but the famous example of JFK walking around NASA's office and talking to people, the janitor was sweeping the floor and he says, what do you do? And he says, I'm helping put a man on the moon. And I think, right, that's a brilliant example and it's cliched at this stage, but I think that sense of what is your purpose within an organization is really, really important. And that's why, as Aaron said, when you talk about authenticity of purpose you can't really fake that and I think the problem is when when marketing tends to come up with it it sometimes fakes it so I think it's really important and everybody wants to feel that they buy into well maybe not everybody because you're always going to get a small percentage of people that just don't care they'll move somewhere else they don't care where they work but most people in a career want to value the company they work for they look for a company to share some common values and it's really important and at Dentsu we work a lot on our culture and we have a purpose and a mission statement thing which is globally led because we're a, a multinational company but we take that we tweak it we adapt it it starts to live in the office it's one thing putting up posters in an office but I think if you don't believe in that, and if it, and that comes from the top down, so your CEO, your COO, your CFO, and your CSO, even if they don't believe in that, I think nobody who's working in the business is going to believe in it. And I, I do think it's often underestimated how important that north star, that direction that companies have, even internally. And we we're going to talk about externally when you talk about that in marketing. But I think for businesses and for companies. People want to work for companies where they feel a sense of belonging and they feel that it doesn't have to be saving the planet. Google is a good example, but they feel that they know it's very clear what company they're working for, what they do, what their reason for existing is. And I think a byproduct of that is to do that at the same time as making as much money. So in the article, I talk about Veja trainers and they're just trainers like anything else. But they make a big deal about sustainability. All their materials are eco-friendly. And that's their thing. They make a virtue of that. And they say the way they keep the cost down is by not advertising. And that in itself is a form of advertising. The fact that they make a virtue of not advertising is a thing that they put out there. But that cause is very much theirs. And yeah, they make profit. They make more profit if they looked at their supply chain, but they make a profit not to the detriment of their cause, I guess. So this is the idea of going beyond shareholder value to being stakeholder value. So you're actually, the circular economy, it's called, where you're actually giving back. And we've seen what's happening in Australia. The country was on fire, basically. And we're starting to show more likelihood to use the brands that actually are giving back in some way. So we're looking at the difference between espoused values, so values they say they do, but then they don't really do. And then brands who actually go through with what they say. What's your view on this, Aaron? Yeah, I think I think uh, Aaron. I always did that. Didn't I? I always did. <laughs> I think this year in particular, we're going to see a lot of brands who are going to be waving the, the green flag very heavily that they're sustainable. They're reorganizing their businesses to be more green and sustainable. The proof will be in the pudding. Is it just a, a nice? press statement and maybe if you're a retailer you're carrying one or two more eco-friendly products but what are you doing on the ground what what are you retrofitting your stores with how are you improving it there these are decisions that are not easily taken they're they're massive logistical nightmares for a lot of these organizations 
and the ones who are, are really true to their commitment and are making sustainability part of that will make those hard decisions and put in that hard graft and the money that goes behind those retrofits. So Dave, you mentioned your article. So you wrote an article, it's in today's Irish Times. In that article, you, you alluded to it there. If you don't follow through what you're saying, you're going to be wide open for the snipers because people are going to look for you and they're going to tear you down. And that in itself will be will undo any good work that you've done. So you have to really follow through with your promises. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think therein lies the problem. So I'm not purpose bashing. I think purpose is great. I actually think it's fantastic. I have a problem when marketing creates purpose because then I think it doesn't work. Then I think it's lip service. It's kind of marketing self-indulgence to a degree. And we know that millennials and younger audiences, you know, it's loads of research to say that they will lean towards brands that support causes and they think the brands should do more with their advertising than just sell stuff, that they should actually use their advertising as a, a vehicle to support causes. And so there's definitely an opportunity for marketers to do these type of things. But when it's tasked with a marketing department and it's not really bought into it throughout the company, the examples of failing, there's so many of them and some really spectacular, horrific ones in, in the article I talked about. And one of my favorite ones is State Street, the financial firm from the US. And Fearless Girl was a statue that they did, a bronze statue, juxtaposed facing down the iconic charging bull on Wall Street. And that became a monument for female empowerment. So what a great idea. It won countless awards but what happened was people start to look into state street and say you know if you're going to go out and say we care about female empowerment we think this is so important and we're going to build a monument to this oh and by the way we're going to win 18 canned lines about it expect some blowback so turns out that their newfound purpose they didn't practice what they preach and it just got really ugly they were sued they paid in excess of five million dollars to hundreds of female and minority employees about not paying them the same as their male equivalents. And they all went on to even sue the creator of the statue, Kristen Vogel, because she replicated it in London. It's really ironic what starts off as they're getting, you know, lots of praise for, you know, a big male industry, a finance company standing up for this societal cause. And then when you pull the threads, it all unravels. No problem with standing for something, but be really careful. Let's bring it closer to home to Ireland. One of the things that is a huge bugbear for me in, in my world is sheep dip innovation, where people will do a one-day workshop and they're going, oh, yeah, we're innovative, right? There's this saying that the behaviors in the hall will always trump the words on the wall. So if, if your big mission statement's plastered on your wall, people don't actually reflect those behaviors day to day in the coffee shop by the wa water cooler, then it's bull. And one of the things that was a huge annoyance for me, and you mentioned it, Dave, is the LGBT week and the Gay Pride week and everybody putting their logo as a rainbow logo. And it was just kind of going, there is no more diversity or neurodiversity welcome in your business, but you've done that with your logo and it's just lipstick on a pig. I totally agree. Um, really, I'm, I'm, and I, I won't call them out, but there's a retailer that they, honestly, they, they took a, a BLT sandwich, added guacamole, which then gave an LGBT sandwich. They put a quid onto the price and made a big deal about this. I really like the Rainbow Laces Premier League campaign that they did where it kind of adopted that. But there's no openly gay footballers in the Premier League or any of the divisions. So as much as going out and doing these type of stunts, it's not an environment where I think they really, really do anything to promote that community. I see way too much of it, which is particularly on, on Pride Week. It's just brands tailgating on culture for their own benefit. And that really shone a light for me. There was just every second company had the rainbow flag. And the point that we say is, what are you going to do next week? 
What are you going to do the week after? What are you going to do when you're not earning social currency out of this? When the flags are gone down, do you really care about it? And too often, the answer is no, they don't. Yeah, and that opportunism is something that self-feeds itself where it's going to get bigger and bigger each year because other brands see the brands doing it. Oh, it's coming around to that time of year where this happens. We should be doing something about it. And even from a media market point of view, where it's not just a couple of spots and, and, and broadcast, get your reach. The market is so fragmented now that... While you have your traditional media lay down, more and more budgets are going to activations, they're going to partnerships, they're going to things that are trying to get that extra bit of PR and talkability around them. And that conversation naturally leads to what can we piggyback onto? So it's very easy trap to fall into. But as we said, it's unless you're doing it authentically, unless you're you're living in those footsteps every single day as an organization, then you're wasting your time and your money. And it could actually have more of a detrimental effect than the positives you're hoping for. There's another saying. I'm, I'm great for the sayings. Yeah, you're a good man for the sayings, <laughs> yeah. all right. Character is what you do when nobody's looking, right? It's how you show up. And to your point, Dave, what you do day to day is actually really what counts. So we've talked about some of the challenges. So let's flip it around and talk about, you mentioned Veja trainers. Let's talk about some of the other exemplars of people who follow through on their promises. Patagonia, famous example. They care about the raw materials and the production of their product. And, you know, they even did that nice thing around... Black Friday, where they had an ad campaign saying, don't buy this jacket. Because this throwaway culture that we have around clothing, they don't agree with. So I think they're a really good example. Diageo is a good example as well. When you look at what their announcement last year was, they're going to invest 16 million in their bottling and packaging plant to reduce the plastic packaging. Because, you know, in the oceans, uh, you know, the the ring, the plastic rings that, that the cans use, they're a huge polluter of the food chain. So I think that's a really good example. Diageo put their money where their mouth is and they're not coming out and saying we were going to save the planet but they recognise they are playing a part their contribution to the ecosystem and they're doing something about it and not actually making a big deal about it in an ad campaign although I'd kind of forgive them if they did but I just think that's the way to do things there's so many examples of brands that that didn't and I feel sorry for some of the brands because I think some of the brands that tried to take a stand on things I think their heart was in the right place. The Gillette one I mentioned, they made an ad, um, The Best a Man Can Be. And it was challenging some of those, you know, harmful stereotypes that society deems masculine and shining a light on them. And then they got slated because it turns out that they're alleged pink taxing, which is same razor, color one of them blue, one of them pink, and charge the pink female one 20% more money. So same product, you're taking advantage of gender pink taxing. So, But that's what's going to happen. And a lot of people would say, I don't need the people who make my you know fizzy, refreshing drink to start talking to you about gender equality. It's not your place. Dove have done quite a good job. Again, they found themselves in hot water on a couple of, a couple of issues, but they have a bit of credibility in talking about how advertising stereotypes, body shapes. I, th- I get it from Dove. They, they can talk about that and they're in that space. But I think when when my bank starts weighing in on that matter, I just think you've no right to play. So I, I think it's really important. And, and Aaron, touched, Aaron touched on this. If you're going to go down the route of cause marketing or, or purpose marketing, make it genuine, believe in it, first of all, but then pick something that is somewhat aligned to what you do. Aaron, you work with brands all the time. What is your advice in a simple way to say to brands and to people listening to the show, what should they do about this, about purpose marketing? Brands will have some cause, some core value that they're trying to champion, whether it's openly championed in their their marketing or it's a creed that they live by. As you said at the start, at the top of the show, it's, it's their North Star. 
shining a light in that in a respectful way of the work that's actually being done, as you said, the work that's been done on the pitch away from the crowds that you're doing every day. Marketing then could be a really powerful force to kind of shine a light on that as opposed to do a big parade about something that's not actually there in the first place. There it feels authentic. There it feels like the consumer is touching the DNA of the brand as opposed to just getting another message that sits alongside a product message or, or something like that. An example of a brand that is brilliant at purpose marketing because they don't do it in, a, in an overt sense is the Lego brand and how they have use purpose and put it to the core of everything that they do, where they've turned themselves from edge of bankruptcy to being one of the most valuable brands in the world in the space of 11, 12 years. And having that North Star of inspiring and developing the builders of tomorrow, they use this as their mantra and as their lens for every aspect of the business. They sold off assets that weren't aligned to this, projects that weren't aligned to this were, were shelved and, and actually cancelled. So they use this as that star and then brought it through every level of the organization down to the factory floor and from there you're able to do proper change and build a proper purpose that permeates every aspect of the business and then naturally flows through to the marketing as opposed to the marketing trying to drive it. I totally agree I think that precision of purpose is really important um, and we, we've said it enough times you can't fake that it's something that you you find you find it quite often in smaller companies where the founder of the of whatever the company was had a, a vision when they were small and then as companies just get bigger and bigger and bigger you lose that sense of purpose but not everywhere i think and i think it's really important by the way not all purpose has to be cause you don't have to save the planet and everything i mean walmart is about helping people save money so they can live better that's fine that's okay you don't have to you know save the, the amazon every every company i think that's okay what's happened is we've seen research which is true that younger people care a bit more about the businesses that they buy from they care about them being into causes and as a result of that i think the wrong thing has happened marketing people have said great let's shortcut this they like this type of thing they like companies who who support these type of things let's pick one of these and let's kind of go after it and look like we support them. That's just the wrong way to do it. But it is a trend. I think importantly, brands that don't stand for anything really, they're going to struggle. It's only going to get worse, I think, for companies that are pseudo-purposing, if you will. I think they'll continue to be found out. And your purpose could be, I always love dry nurse. I don't care how they treat people. If you want to go from A to B, we're going to get you there. If you want a hug when you get on the plane, go somewhere else. And I thought that that was a a nice, you know, it it wasn't for everybody, but, but not... Not having a purpose can sometimes, you know, inadvertently give you a purpose. Let's talk about Ryanair then said they're customer centric. Don't go and say that when you're not. I know, but the same with DTC brands that we see all the time. Oh, no, there's this model about DTC's way forward. Once you max out, if you want to become a brand and not a DTC brand, you got to spend money filling the top of your funnel. So I think there's too much of this. Ryanair maxed out and it became, and that was fine. I think they led a cause when flights were expensive. They changed the game. But now there's so many low cost operators. And now people say, well, you know what? Cheap flights was great when everything was expensive and I had to grin and bear it. But now I'm not prepared to be treated badly when or I go for a lot of tickets. I'm not prepared for that one. And that's what culture changes. And I do, I do, I, I find it mildly amusing when I see through gritted teeth, you know who on kind of saying, hey, we're great, we've changed. But that's what they have to do. And people will shop with their wallet and then decide and shop, you know, they'll give them business or, or not. I definitely think 
clarity on, on that precision of purpose, but just make sure it's real. And actually, you know what? Maybe don't market it all the time. You don't have to have a pillar of cause in every brief, but increasingly a lot of them that I'm seeing have that. Okay, so Dave, I'm going to come back to you now for people who don't have time to read the article in the Irish Times, the TLDR people too long didn't read, right? So come back to you for that. Aaron, where can people find out more about Faux and your work? First of all, you can go onto our website, faux.marketing. So we're idea, ideation and production house specialists. So we work with brands on taking either campaigns or causes that they have to heart and actually bring them to life in innovative and and slick ways to their consumers in an authentic way. Doesn't sound like a purpose to me. <laughs> Dave, tell us, tell, let's tell our audience about what they can expect from that article. Well... It's 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 quality. It's pure gold. Is the first thing I'd say. Um, I mean, we, we've 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 talked about a lot of it here. But my my position on it is really clear. I love purpose. I love brands that communicate purpose and do it well. But I hate false purpose. If your marketing department are leading your purpose, you've missed the point completely. But I definitely urge everyone to read it. <laughs> Dave Winterlich, Chief Strategy Officer for Dentsu, and Aaron Schock, founder of Foe. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Aiden. Thank you. Thanks to our partners, Irish Times Media Solutions and Dentsu Aegis Network.